Yes, people, what's going on? It's episode 323 of Griff's Brain Dub. It's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? Are you well? I am recording this at 9.52 a.m. in Brighton. In Brighton. BN1? I assume that's the postcode. I haven't looked. I, I've just I've made that up. <laughs> to any listeners in Brighton, don't be offended. I don't know your postcodes. Okay? I only come here two or three times a year. I don't need the postcode. I know where the train station is. I know where the hotel is. I know where the club is. And that's it. When I say the club, I mean the comedy club, not the club. The club. No. Um, oh, yeah, how you doing? Are you well? Um, thanks for people who spoke to me since the last episode. Um, I'm all good. It's all good. It's all good. We're going Edinburgh. Don't worry. <laughs> We're going Edinburgh. It's one of those ones where I thought... Moments after, moments after I posted, not even posted, moments after I recorded, I, sp- I actually went indoors and sat down and chatted about all for wife. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll just don't go to Edinburgh. And she's like, uh, no, that's that's not an option. She literally just spent like 10 minutes saying how you need to be at home more, you know, it's, it's too much, got two kids, don't have any time to myself. I mean, she's time to herself. She doesn't mean... She wants to be away from the kids. She just wants her hands free. You know? And I'm just like, yeah, maybe I just don't go anywhere. She's like, uh, no, that, that isn't what I'm saying. That's not an option. And I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, like I said, I did say that in the last episode. That's all in my head. And I hadn't actually spoke to her about it. But, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, that's that's all good. Um, had a fun week. Gigged. Gigged at uh, West End Comedy Club. MC that, then uh, what's it, Comedia in Brighton? I say obviously, you lot don't know where I am. Not everyone here who listens to it is a comedian, right? But at Comedia in Brighton, it's two nights, not staying in the usual hotel because it's their um, thinks because it's a coronation, and so a lot of people have descended onto Brighton of all places. I don't know if Brighton has any particular royal affiliation. I know they've got that building that looks like it's fresh out of Mumbai. The pavilion. It just looks it's got a kind of old So I say Mumbai, interesting, right? I said Mumbai while thinking of the Taj Mahal in my head, which isn't in Mumbai at all. And the Taj Mahal isn't even it's uh it's uh it's it's Islamic. Then it's like the domed roofs and stuff. So I'm saying Mumbai, thinking, oh yeah, it's, thinking it's really Indian, but it's not. It's not Indian. It's more, uh, it's more of the Muslim world. That kind of architecture. Um, I said the round domes and stuff. You guys, if you don't like architecture, shut up and like this is interesting to me. Ah <laughs> uh, dear, but yeah, it's the coronation. Um, which I've done nothing for. Um, I didn't intend to do anything. I was gigging, gigging Friday, gigging tonight in Brighton, and then I thought Sunday I'll chill out at home with my family. I'll do the errands that need to be done. Uh, get the house, you know, just reset because that's all it is with two kids. It's a constant, it's constant housework. You just you don't live life. You're just doing stuff in your house all the time 
Can you move that to, to the garage? Can you take that out of the garage? Can you move that out of the kitchen? Can you move that into the hallway? Can you move that? Can you hang that up? Can you take that down? It's just, you're always just doing stuff. I've got this person coming around to do, to look at this thing. I need to go out to get that thing. It's just, ugh. Wanna be, wanna be 12 again. <laughs> go play football with my mates in the park. That was it. But yeah, I thought Sunday, I'm just going to chill out. I'm just going to chill out. And then I see in the diary, bing, so-and-so's coronation party. I'm like, what? So yeah, so-and-so's coronation party. I'm saying so, so I'm not going to reveal their name. It's a friend of my wife. I was like, we're going to a coronation party on Sunday. Like, it's done. The coronation's happened. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, it'd be fun. And I was like, do you know what? We'll go. We'll go. Fine. Um, I want to go because my wife said that this person's got a very nice house. But she's never been upstairs. And she's desperate to go upstairs to see the house. <laughs> One of those ones. Like, it's so funny because my wife is actually very upfront. She, I'm shocked that she hasn't just gone, hey, can I go, go upstairs look at your house? Your house is really nice. Can I just look? Um, that's not the first time my wife is usually but oh, this house must be so nice it's intimidated from saying can I just look upstairs but she's downstairs is very nice um, so that's part of the reason I want to go it's got a really big dog so I was like kind of don't want to go but I am nosy and uh, now we said, like, oh we need um, the kids what are they going to wear what are the kids going to wear I was like what do you mean what are the kids going to wear it's like all the other kids are going to be wearing something it's like for what it's like for the coronation it's like they're not pricks like why are they gonna why are they gonna be dressed up they can just wear normal clothes it's like oh maybe some with a crown on at least I was like what, what is happening to you <laughs> what is, what's going on here this makes no sense um yeah but let's see we go to a coronation party I said, don't worry, I'll find my fellow Republican. I'm pretty sure I will. And uh, she's an old god. Listen, that's how I socialise. I don't do small talk. I do big political, big social talk in corners of parties. Yeah, that's where you'll find me. The corner of party going, "Eh, yeah, I hear that. But I think the issue with racism, (laughs) first time meeting someone in the party, yeah, I hear that, but if you really look into feminist ideology, <laughs> big talk in the corner of the party, man. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's what we're doing tomorrow. What do, I'm trying to think, what else have I done this week? Oh, yesterday, yesterday I had a really cool, uh, cool meeting um, to discuss ideas for radio stuff it's um, all embryonic and that but you know it's, it's it's good to have direction and structure I can't really put effort into something aimlessly you know I, I need to know why I'm doing it have an objective so I've got some spare time today so I will be plugging my headphones in and listening to some radio shows and try and write something I've literally got so much time today I just need to I'll, I'll go to a prep I've got a prep subscription I'm pretty sure I can spread 
five drinks over seven hours. <laughs> just like, sir, you, you finished it? Yeah, I'm just, just sipping it. I don't have a laptop with me. I use my phone anyway. I don't need a laptop. I bought a laptop. Do you, do you guys notice I say this to you guys? I bought a laptop. Was it last year? Nice little one. Tiny one. I bought a small one so I can carry it around with me wherever I go. Like Days like this uh, would have been ideal to have it. Um, but I don't carry it around. And I it, I can only assume where it is in my house now I've moved house. I knew when I bought it, I was like, I need it for script writing. Because the software is only available on laptops. So I need a laptop to do scripts. And then I wrote half a page of a script but I think I paid for an annual subscription for this script writing software <laughs> oh dear it's all fun it's all fun isn't it um yeah so that's happened yesterday oh I went to a went to an audition on, on Wednesday we'll see how that goes um who knows who knows how that audition's gonna go Auditions are funny, right? So I, I only do auditions for for um, adverts. I don't try to do auditions for films or TV series or things like that because I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to commit to it. So I need it to be, here's your audition day, uh, callback day, and then here's two days of shooting. And I'm like, cool. Sign me up for that, Youssef. Youssef's my agent, by the way. That's the, just me just saying some... Random Middle Eastern name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sign me up for that. And uh, yeah, so this advert. If, here's the funny thing, right? So go to, audition comes through. Uh, audition and the uh, script comes through. Reading it. I'm like, okay, cool. Minimal lines. I can remember that. I think I get the character. Then I go to audition. They've changed the name of the character from Nathan to Darren on the script. In my head, I'm like, oh, is this a sign? Is this a sign that the character I'm playing now has my name? It's not spelt the same, but it has my name. So, hmm. But I felt mad awkward because you've got all these guys waiting outside uh, you know, for, for their turn to do an audition I come rolling in I was like Darren Griffiths I'm like okay and they go okay so you're reading a part of Darren I'm like yeah <laughs> had all the other guys in the lobby in the waiting room looking at me as if to go oh wait is, is this just for him and I mean they're looking at me like oh is he someone I don't what, what's he been in why he just had the role written for him is that I have not had the role written for me, guys. That is a big coincidence. In my head, though, I was like, but maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just my role to have. And then I thought, if they've written it for me and I don't get it, then I've really just fucked up. <laughs> but no, but I want to be in the advert, mainly because um, it's, it's just it's money, isn't it? It's quite a lot of money for such a short amount of work. And, uh, yeah. It'd be fun because it'd be like a... This is going to be a national advert. Well, another one 
I shall go back to Yusuf to see whether I can do it or not. I think I can. I think I can do it. But, um, yeah. I have to, uh, oh, yeah, I need to try and work home. Work from home. Oh, this is awkward. I'm trying to work from home from Wednesday, but I need to go into London for the audition. Uh, how do I work this out? Uh, I'm thinking out loud and the next topic will come into my head as well because of what I just thought about but anyway got, yeah so this one's going to be on TV this other one that I might go for just be online but I was, well, I was just well, the reason my brain just kind of short circuited there I was thinking about Wednesdays you know I said about the carpet fitters the carpet, did I say about carpet fitters in the last episode that um, I'm pretty sure I did that we didn't move any furniture for the carpet fitters because the website continuously said, you don't have to do anything, just relax and let the experts take care of it. Then we get there and the experts are like, we don't take care of this. Is that fair enough? So we had to call them back. They're coming over two days, Wednesday and Thursday, um, which are just great days for me because Wednesday night I'm out gigging and Thursday night I'm out gigging. Um, but I'll need to work out how and when I move furniture about. So we have to pick two rooms that we're going to move furniture in. So I guess Tuesday night, I'll move the furniture out of the kids' rooms so then they can lay the carpet there. That's going to be Tuesday night. And then maybe Thursday morning, I could take, I can move furniture out of the back room. But I was just sorry about moving furniture out of the room. I'm sorry about moving furniture back into the rooms. What day would I do that? Shiitake mushrooms, man. How am I going to do that? Think, think, think. I'll think of something. I'll work it out. Maybe I just can't do that audition on Wednesday. It was, yeah, but I just can't do it. In time, even though the, like, the docket I've been sent is like so casual it's like oh no we just want Darren to come in for a chat about it so um I was like oh it's just yeah maybe I don't know I don't know I have to work it out this is what I was talking about last week it's just the whole <laughs> sorry it's this weird comment it's the whole balancing thing man just spinning these plates but I have to be able to move the furniture. Hmm. Fucking first world problems, eh? But yeah, so they're coming over two days. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. Getting a new, trying to get a new driveway put in. I have to get planning permission for that. So that's been submitted. Uh, got to get uh structural drawings for a porch that I'm not even going to build but I need to get structural drawings because if we're going to have a driveway put in then you have three we've got planning permission accepted for the porch and have to you have three years for the planning permission to stay valid so what you what my mate told me is what you have to do is just start building and then that's you that's you've extended your time you can build it whenever you want because you've started the building process so it's like right so then have to get building regs and structural drawings done so I can go to a builder to say this is what we need to build but I only want you to lay the foundations 
and do it at the same time as we do the driveway so we're not just digging up the garden twice you can use the same digger to do all the jobs you see that's the that's the gene that's the, the thinking behind it all the while we're trying to seek a guy to do bathrooms as well now are you lot thinking wow this seems like a lot of money Darren it is <laughs> it is a lot of money but it's we did very well in our house move so that's that's where it was we've, we've got money to fix fix it up a bit the house and then once you've done that we're done um i mean i'm gonna have to do the garden myself because we got, we won't have the money to, to get a garden so yeah i'm gonna have to get my shovel out i just realized i don't own a shovel so i'm gonna have to buy a shovel <laughs> oh dear that's when you know you're not ready to do a task around your house when you literally don't have the tools a poor workman blames his tools a poorer workman doesn't have tools <laughs> oh dear but yeah we'll see I mean I can't fuck up the garden what I won't do I won't lay the turf but smashing concrete I've said that like that's an easy thing I don't think you can just smash concrete with brute force can you you need real machinery to do it like, I don't think that's machinery you can hire but we'll see there's these little con- these concrete uh, blocks um, what what's the oh they do it in the rain if we cancel we lose our money oh Jesus no so so it's just because I'm away at football I'm away at football so because I'm away here in Brighton Naomi's had to take uh, Zadie to football and it's the summer months now in air quotes so they've the kids are now outside and even if it rains you're still meant to go but these kids are like say these like 21 months she's not playing football outside like it's ridiculous so let me just tell you now she ain't playing football outside what a joke there you go in the rain I mean they are only little um, see it's so funny when you read out your text because <laughs> you're hoping the other person adds their own tone and you know vim how you wrote it because I was writing like that that monotone <laughs> but um, I know she'll add some seasoning to my words and she's like yeah damn right they're taking the piss um, but yeah what's to say there's a lot of work to do in the house and I guess in my head I put pressure on myself to get it all done before August because I'll be away and I'll just feel like I can't have the house upside down, inside out, building site problem and then they need to speak to need to speak to me. I'm not there. Kids are running around doing well, Zadie's running around doing madness. Zavi's just being Zavi, being a baby. 
not feel like I, I need I need stuff happening. Finishing just in July. I mean, where are we now? We're in May. Shit, we're rolling out of time. Because I think once we get the, the eight weeks, estimate eight weeks it takes us to end of June. A drive doesn't take a month, but it could be just July. July could be the drive that's being dug up and done. Bathrooms potentially might be done this month. Potentially, we found another bathroom guy. So here's the thing, here's the issue with the bathroom. So I'll let you guys know because this is how it's going. So we had someone look at the bathrooms. So there's three people quote. One guy, three people survey. One guy couldn't do it because he had some kind of family loss. Another guy quoted um, seven grand. This is just for works only, for two bathrooms. And the other guy, these other guys quoted 15,000. So he's like, we're going for the seven grand guy, obviously. And then we was like, wait, we don't even have any real design on what we want. So he's like, right. Let's, I said, let's contact Wix. So they have a designer. And you get a free consultation and design. I was like, right. So we got to Wix, get a free consultation and design. And then they price it all up. And they say, yeah, it's going to cost this much. And when you work out their works, they came around 15 as well. But their work comes with a two-year warranty. So it's like, ooh, maybe we'll go with Wix then. Because um, then when you added all their prices together, it was like, there was only like a four or five grand difference between my man doing £7,000 of, of uh, works. And then you add all of that, the furniture and stuff together. No, it's just how it worked out. It's weird. It's like four or five grand difference. So it's like, actually, we'll go with the bigger company. We have the guarantees. And, like, and what I'm finding with these bigger companies, yeah, like Carpet, right? As I just mentioned, it, it, that's who we're getting the carpets from. Like You don't go with the independents because you're just like, yeah, you won't get the guarantees. And it's, it's not as slick or whatever. But then they just fuck up and they, and they hire the independent um, subcontractors anyway so there's no there's no carpet fitters who work for carpet right they just have local fitters so it's just Dave Dave's carpets who happens to do stuff for carpet right as well so you could have just gone to Dave's carpets and then it's up with Wix same thing it's Wix don't have any actual bathroom fitters you have to get a local bathroom fitter the carbon actually look at it and go, oh yeah, I can do that, can't do that, can do that. So you get all these designs drawn up, you get roped in, and they're like, yeah, we'll be able to start this in June. It's like, brilliant. And then there's like, yeah, we won't be able to start this to the end of July. And it's like, what? And I'll just feel like we're going to talk again. And I'm like, yeah, we won't be able to start this till, I was like, ah, do what, piss off. So now I'm speaking to other bathroom guys. Two bathroom guys are going to come around on Monday. And uh, we'll see what they say. Because that's the thing as well. It's like, I need to see certificates. That's why I think that what happens is these people quote, you notice how many people do jobs or create this illusion that they're doing, they're qualified to do certain jobs, but they're actually doing a different job. I'll give you an example. So there's no actual, uh, there's no official body or regulatory body for like builders, yeah. You have them for electricians, you have them for plumbers, you have them for plasterers. 
Actually, I'm not sure you're for plasterers. Plumbers, electricians, gas. Um, so you have all these different ones, yeah? But then you get just your general builders. It's just your building to, yeah, I'm a builder. And you fall into something of, yeah, they've got 30 years of building experience, blah, 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 blah. And they can do all these different multi-disciplines, but not registered with any of these bodies. So then they'd be realised, oh, this is just a jack of all trades. Same architects. I've got two architects. I've worked with two architects, right? I'm saying two architects, but neither of them are actually architects. They're uh, architectural designers. They're not qualified architects. They're not on the uh, ARB, which is the Architectural Registry Board or something like that. None of them listed on there. They're not architects. I guess if I actually wanted a real architect, it would cost me out my nose. But no, they're, they're architectural designers, which means they can do all the drawings and stuff. But um, yeah, they're not architects. Well, what is, what is my wife signing me up for? I should set a voice now. I think we should do swimming lessons instead. It's more expensive though. Um, it's not the expense thing. It's just I'd swimming so long for me <laughs> I mean I take say to football so it's like hey we're in out there you go but no do what I'll take her swimming I'll do it I'll take her swimming I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it as long as it's Saturday mornings I know my wife she'll just book it for a Sunday morning when I would like to play football but I don't so um yeah anyway this is um what am I even talking yeah I've just been rambling about my own life really haven't I today um I, I haven't even spoke about the coronation at all at all I need to know where these royalists actually are royalists seem to exist um on like viral clips um daily mail comments is it like a is that Tories in the sense of no one admits they're a Tory, but then they win all the elections. The same with royalists. I feel like that's the thing. No one admits they're a royalist, but I don't know. You get like the odd person goes, oh, I love the... No, that's the thing. Even then, people say, like, I love the Queen. That's what people used to say. I love the Queen. And I, and I remember before, when she was dying, I have said, you're going to realise, a lot of people are going to realise they don't like the royal family. They like the Queen. And, um, yeah, I just don't know. Like, any, time, any person I've spoken to about the coronation, what you do for a coronation, they look at me and say, what the fuck are you talking about, mate? <laughs> my WhatsApp group, my mates, is just laughing at just different uh, coronation memorabilia. Um, I was speaking to my manager at work. He was saying that, oh, that, that Pledge of Allegiance, you guys learned it? He was saying it tongue-in-cheek. You guys learned it? You're going to be saying it? He was just reading it out loud. And he goes, it's, he goes, it's flipping mental, isn't it? I mean, to do this Pledge of Allegiance. I go, it is and it isn't. I go, what's mental is having a royal family. That's mental. That's the mental part of it. All the rest of it makes sense within the context of having a royal family. Our national anthem in this country is God save our gracious king. God save the king. God save our gracious king. Crazy. 
How's that a national? That's not a national anthem. You're literally singing nothing about the nation. Nations are groups of people, so you're singing nothing about the nation. You're singing nothing about the people. You're not even singing about the flipping land. <laughs> you know, like a lot of national anthems are just like, oh, we've got big hills and it's sunny and it's there's water. The, the song's like written hundred odd years ago. Uh, but they still sung about the people. But not this country. No, we sing about one person and their relationship with a spiritual entity. Because that's actually the only thing that's above that one person. And it's crazy as as an atheist and a not staunch Republican, but uh, I wouldn't mind the royal family not existing. Um, I don't believe in any of the two entities in that first line of the song. God, don't believe in him. Save our gracious king. No. <laughs> uh, I know, it's crazy. It is crazy, man. Different mental. So, all, but all this ceremony and people putting the bunting up. And eating coronation prawn sandwiches is, I mean, yeah, this is, if you like that kind of thing, I just meant, oh, and as I say, going to this coronation party, it's a, of, I don't, as I say, I'm just going for the food. I don't know what food is at coronation parties. I'm thinking scones and pims. Some eaten mess, hmm? something like that. Well, I'll go for that. What oh, if someone says something really awkward at this party? You know, you know that some people. Well, I think what it is is that most people who love the royals just tend to be a bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that's everyone and I'm not talking about that level of racism where you're you know chucking bricks through windows and telling people to go home I'm not talking about that it's just you know the everyday racism I think it's I think that's what tends to uh, it just tends to be an alignment overlapping I tend to find it funny with um, immigrants who love the royal family I, I, I love that Fucking love it. It's like it's like they're overcompensating. I mean, it's like they've read the book of how to, how to be British. The British like queuing and their royal family. And so they come and say, I love the royal family. They, they are amazing. That was just a generic accent. That just wasn't English. I started. I don't know where I started. I don't know where I ended. It just stayed as. You see, someone who's lived in England for a bit, that's what I was going for. Someone who's not from here, but they've lived in England for about 10 years, so the accent's a bit warped. That's what I went for there. You can pick a country where they're originally from. But yeah, but they, they love the royal family. They love Britain. They don't ever criticise it. Because in my home country, this happens, and this, we cannot do this. This country's amazing. England's the best. And it's like, you're allowed to critique it, mate. You're here now. You know? I'm not going to tell you if you don't like it, go home. No, you're allowed to not like things. 
So, and that's why I think what happens. Maybe, maybe their home country is in the condition so shit they do look at this, but like, I'm really thankful to be here. Granted, I don't know. Um, but it always seems to be this overcompensation of like they do some British shit that British people don't even do. They're having afternoon tea at home. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. Right, let's get on some Dear Deirdre. Because, um, it's what we do. Uh, fuck it, who's messing me happy coronations, fellas? <laughs> what I'm more annoyed about is there's not a 12.15 kickoff today. So, it's no football to watch. I really have to kill time. Um, right, Dear Deirdre. Oh my gosh. That is okay. Yeah. All right. Come on. All right. We're here. Dear Deirdre. Um, so, my husband has come clean after failing. I just failed there. Dear Deirdre, my husband has come clean after falling for a webcam woman who scammed him out of £7,000 of our life savings but he still claims he was not cheating big man you have cheated to another level here <laughs> this is definitely cheating if you're seven grand down if you could have done this all for free you know you're just watching the free videos be my guest you can say hey, it's just you know it's just pulling this this fantasies whatever when you start partying with money And to that level. It's like, not like you've got seven grand of disposable income. Because I think it matters. I think it matters. If you're a multi-millionaire and seven grand just like five pounds to you, I was having some fun. <laughs> but no, you've been, you, life savings, that means you two are talking about plans with that money. Whether you've got kids, whether you've got to build an extension, whatever it is. And you're thinking, yeah, yeah, we're, we're almost dead. All the sacrifices you made to save that seven grand as well. For you to just spaff it up the walls on Tatiana. Not even Tatiana, man. It's going to be flipping to some dude named, I don't know, Dave. <laughs> just catfishing you out of money, let's see. Um, but he claims... He was not cheating because he never met her in real life. I don't know what I'm most upset about. The money or the sexual and emotional infidelity. My husband's 47, I'm 43. We've been married for seven years after meeting online a decade ago. Uh, we've always been so close, but now I feel like I've had a complete stranger. I knew there was something I miss. He had stopped talking to me and wanted to stay up much later than me. Jesus. But when I saw £7,000 had been taken out of our savings account, I knew immediately there was another woman involved. I looked at his tablet history and could see he'd been regularly visiting a webcam site and entering into private chats with one woman in particular. I was utterly devastated and as soon as he walked in from, from work, I confronted him with everything I knew. He says he never met the person but was bewitched. But she bewitched him. <laughs> Men just have no accountability. <laughs> She she tricked me. Why? What did she do? She showed me her titties. <laughs> he 
he immediately started to feel sorry for her as she, she spun the towel about being on the verge of eviction from a flat. Boy, that's her issue, isn't it? But once he transferred the money, she disappeared. Good. He admitted he feels like a fool and has apologised. And, and he says he will simply need to put it... <laughs> he admitted he's been a, he, he feels like a fool and has apologised. But he insists we simply need to put it behind us and move on. Do you know how wild that is? That is that is abusive. Stiff upper lip. Stiff upper lip. We move on. It's not a big deal. You're there all crying and you've been deceived and cheated. And he's just like, don't touch stuff. Stop going on. I'm doing my best, but I feel so stuck. I am sitting. I'm still really hurt. I don't want to lose my husband. So how do I get past this? Your, your husband can't just say, let's move on. You've really got to address this. I mean, you can, you have to move on the sense of you're not getting the seven grand back. That's the thing you need to move on from. You just got to accept that's gone. How you deal with it though, though there's definitely more discussion than just, well, let's move on. He's like, no, you just spent seven grand for life savings, you prick. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because in a, in a weird way, he's kind of right, isn't it? It's like, you stay with him, but you're not, because... What can you do from talking about it? You're not going to get the seven grand back. Oh, I don't know, man. Oh, that's got... It's easy. Why don't you become a cam girl? You become a cam girl. <laughs> and make the money back. That's it. And he has to deal with his wife being a cam girl. Um, what? What is this? Age gap. Dear, dear Jill, though he's more than 30 years older than me, I've fallen in love with my male friend. How are you friends with a man who's 30 years older than you? I don't understand how that friendship even happens. He's married with kids, so I don't know if I should tell him how I feel. No, you shouldn't. Um, I am a woman of 24, but very mature for my age. So you think, and he's 58. We met on Facebook in a local wild swimming group. He liked my comment about something and I friended him. Um, we often meet at the weekend as part of the group to go swimming in the river. He's so caring and down to earth and you can see his cock through his shorts. <laughs> his dirty river dredged cock. <laughs> Oh, uh, seeing that the weekend is the highlight of my whole week, and he's so much more interested than guys my age. I've even run into him a few times by accident when we've both been at the river s- separately for swimming. Um, he told me all about his wife and teenage children, and he's never been inappropriate at all. Then so you why don't you just relax then? Just let him just be someone you fancy. But I've realised I get excited whenever I see a message from him and I've started imagining meeting up with him and kissing him. Yeah, then maybe you need to back off. Get your feelings in check. Should I tell him? No. Leave him alone. Um, he's, he looks really good for his age, a silver fox with a good body. The age gap doesn't bother me, but I have no idea if he feels the same way. I'm so confused. Should I say something? No, what you've done here is you've had a feeling... And then you've created a scenario in a relationship where in your head that he feels the same about you and he has no idea. 
imagine that. Imagine being appropriate with someone else and just being friendly. And then they was like, I like you. It's like, I'm, I'm so married. <laughs> like, I haven't even flirted with you. Poor guys, I feel so awkward. Always oh, gonna smash you on the riverbank. Anyway, um. Alright, let's see, let's see. Uh. Alright, let's go with this one. Love Online. Dear Deirdre, whenever I start talking to someone new, they pressure me into sending nudes and uploading and upload unsolicited dick pics. I'm 19. Uh, and crave a partner who is like my best friend. I really enjoy traveling, so it would be nice to have someone to share holidays. I match with a few guys online, but by the second date, they begin to pressure me for sex and want and send unwanted photos of the penis. What am I doing wrong? So I've had this conversation recently, right? Where you are part of the problem if every guy you speak to sends you dick pics on the second date there's something about this these guys personalities that you find attractive because you keep picking the same guy so you need to work out what it is that you find attractive about those people and what is it that you don't find attractive what's turn you off from guys who don't send dick pics you work that out and then you overcome that thing by um, by you know working out some strategy I was speaking to a woman the other day she was saying that you know she's 31 and all the guys she meets she goes are like either fuck boys and bad boys or uh, and she just she just wants a nice guy who just you know wants a relationship and I was like okay cool let's let's break this down okay so she, and she says yeah and all the guys she meets are kind of like builder uppers as I call them <laughs> that they always because they always suck all energy out of her and then they end up the next woman they get with they end up marrying them I said right so I said so what is it about these guys you're attracted to she goes I don't know well you clearly are attracted to guys who fix her up and so there's something in you that likes fixing guys because you keep on picking those guys and she said, mm, in her head, like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, there's something about it. There's something about the dynamic of that relationship that you like, that maybe you're the better person, I don't know. And she said, no, it's not that. She goes, I'm, I'm just like, I'm slow. So I'm just really chilled. I go, okay. And then I go, all right, let's, let's flip it then, these fixed rappers. So I go, you know they're fixed rappers from the beginning. She goes, yeah. All right, so what happens when you meet a guy who seems to have it all together? This woman says, oh, I just think it's too good to be true. I'm like, well, there you go. That's part of your problem. You you actually meet guys that have meet your criteria. You got too good to be true and move on. So I go, so how about when you meet a guy that thinks it's too good to be true, maybe go on a date with him or two to find out if that's if it is too good to be true. And I said that like, you're a really attractive woman. Like, I think what your problem is, you're going to attract really confident guys. Like To approach someone that looks like you, they have to be really confident. On the flip side of being really confident, they might be a bit arrogant. Like, I can get a girl like that. And therefore, they don't really rate you. They don't treat you as someone special. Just like, she doesn't any girl. I get girls like this. And she's like, yeah. She's laughing. Yeah, that's, that's the type of guy that I'm dating. And I said, yeah. I go, so... 
I go, what you might need is, I go, well, you know, maybe date a guy that, uh, that is a bit, a bit too keen on the first date. She's like, oh, yeah, this puts me off. Like, you know, they treat you like you're sometimes like someone really special. And I go, yeah, but some guys are shit at dating. Good boyfriends, where else are dating? I go, so maybe you need to give these good guys a chance. And I hate the good guy, bad guy thing. It's not even that. So some guys are just nervous on dates. I was fortunate. I was a, I was a really good dater. Really good dater. Fantastic. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah. I was good, I was good at dating. So to the point where even if I didn't really like the girls, you'd come away from the date going, mm, I think I like him though. And if we didn't like each other, it's like, well, that date was fine. You know what I mean? This is all, I don't think any girl had that terrible date with me. Maybe one girl did. The girl I didn't know her name throughout the date. I met, guys, I met her um, walking off a night bus that broke down, that was got caught in an accident. So we were walking along the road together to the next tra- the next uh, bus stop, <laughs> and we just got chatting. And I got a number, and that's what happened. Um, and then because I did it at late at night when I was absolutely hammered, the next day I had to save. Obviously, I dropped called her to give her a number, but I didn't save her name. She was just in my phone as night bus girl. I was on a date with night bus girl, not didn't know her name. I was just like, how do I find out someone's name without asking them, without making it obvious that I don't know their name? I can't ask to look at a bank card. Um, maybe I can ask her, is her name short for anything? But what if her name is literally Elizabeth? And she said, my name is Elizabeth. And then I go, is that short for anything? She's like, are you, are you a fucking weirdo? <laughs> I mean, so I was just like, oh, how, do, how do I work this out? And I just had to take a risk on the date. I go, so like, does your family have any nicknames for you? Like names, I know. I don't know what nicknames you can really make from your name. And then she just said her name. I can't remember her name. Her name literally might be something like, like Jane or something. I can't remember. Was that anything actually name? Let's just say it's Jane because I can't remember. And that's kind of hard. She goes, no, no real nicknames made from Jane. And I was like, oh. my eyes got just lit up. Although there must be something about my body language that said something weird has happened here. It's like the conversation was flowing. It's literally when she said her name. It's like she could read my mind and go, this this fucking guy didn't know my name. Because <laughs> I could have, I could not flow in this date because I was so preoccupied with not knowing this girl's name. Pretty though, she's a pretty girl. <laughs> so back to this thing is, uh, yeah, do you attract guys, you like guys that like to send dick pics or something about their personality that you like? And you need to work that out and work out the non-dick showing guys' personalities, what you don't like about that, and overcome that. Whether it's going on second dates with the guy who seems a bit boring, 
No, he's not boring. He's just not a sexual deviant. Go on a second date with him. And, see, and then actually see what it's like to have a third date with someone who hasn't pulled their dick out. You might like it. Anyway, I think that's the end of the pod, people. Because I say it's the end of the pod because I've got 20 minutes to check out this room. And uh, my stuff is... I don't know why my stuff is everywhere. I was here for one night. One night. And I, I've absolutely exploded in this room. But yeah, okay, I need to tidy up. And I guess I'll head to Pratt. I use their internet because I've run out of fucking mobile data because my house is, is old and has such bloody thick walls that if I'm not in the same room as the router I don't have any internet so I need to get some boosters boosters I need to google that as well boosters anyway that is not interesting that's not that's poor podding listen people that's the end of the pod um Go get tickets for my work in progress shows. I'm in Northampton on Thursday. I'm not, I'm in Corby. I'm in Northamptonshire. But I'm in Corby on Thursday. Uh, then I'll be at Top Secret on the following Tuesday. Uh, then West End Comedy Club on this Wednesday and the next Tuesday and Wednesday. MC and um, oh, it's nothing. That's it. I think that's it. Um, wait, is that is that Monday? When is this casting thing? Is it? Oh, it's Monday the fifteenth. It's not this Wednesday. Oh, it's great, great. That's that's good. I can't, oh yeah, I'm going to do this first, it's just too, it was too much, it's too much, um, let me just read it again, so it's due to the casting as I mentioned, not in Soho, it's, why am I doing this on the pod, right, listen, that's the, <laughs> it's the end of the pod, alright people, get, get out of this, good daddle.